0: Hey there, Pottawatomie County. You're listening to the Countywide and Sun News and Fun. Today's episode is brought to you by the Countywide and Sun. The Countywide and Sun's Pottawatomie County's locally owned source for local news. Our weekly paper covers local government, high school sports, and everything in between. In county subscribers can expect their papers delivered with the mail on Thursdays. And no matter what day of the week, Subscribers have access to our online edition at www.countywidenews.com. If you like the show, one of the best ways to support it is to subscribe to the paper. In-county subscriptions start at just $25 per year, and out-of-county subscriptions start at $35 per year. If you haven't already, visit our website and start your subscription today. If you would like to sponsor an episode of the Wide and Sun News and Fun, or place an ad in our paper, contact our publisher, Susie Campbell, at the email address in the episode description. Our advertisers will never influence the editorial of our show or what events we cover, but their support does make this podcast possible. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Countywide and Sun News and Fun. I'm your host, Alex Sloan, reporter at the Countywide and Sun. Today on the show, we've got everything you need to have a great Halloween weekend. First, we'll speak with Becca Black, owner and operator of the Ravine Adventure Park. She'll tell us about the Ravine's Halloween event, Jeep Retreat, and how you can be a part of it. Then, we'll hear from Sarah King, who wears many hats, but joins us today as representative of the Pottawatomie County Health Department. She'll tell us how to enjoy trick-or-treating in as safe a manner as possible in the era of COVID-19. But first, let's get to our weekly news preview. Local candidates, reporters, and members of the Pottawatomie County Advocates for Voter Education gathered in Shawnee City Hall last Thursday for a Pave candidate forum, members of Pave host these forums and accept questions for the candidates from the community at large. The event was recorded, and a copy of the recording is available on Pave's Facebook page. We'll put a link in the episode description for interested parties. If you didn't have time to catch the forum, check out the video link, or grab a copy of this week's County White and Sun and see my article summarizing the discussions. It's a slow week in the realm of public meetings, but the Pottawatomie County Board of Commissioners will meet on Monday at 10 a.m. The meeting will be held at the usual location, 14101 Acme Road in Shawnee. The agenda for this week's meeting is relatively short and primarily involves the usual business, transfers, blanket purchases, and the like. Three agenda items, however, would seem to be of particular interest. Items 7 and 8 will see the commissioners consider going out on bid for six months of hauling, materials, and miscellaneous services. More details about these items should be available at the commissioners' meeting. Additionally, we'll be paying attention to this week's update from the Public Safety Center. Last week, the PCPSC reported that five inmates within the facility had tested positive for COVID-19. More information about case counts in the facility will likely be presented during this week's update. If you can't make the meeting, be sure to check out this week's edition of the County White & to get filled in on the details. And as always, be sure to check out our website at www.countywidenews.com for all the local news you need to get through the week. This Halloween season is likely going to look a little different than those we remember from the time before COVID-19, but we figured that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. In that spirit, I headed out to Macomb this weekend to learn more about a -a one-of-a-kind trigger-treating experience. Just a short drive from Shawnee in Macomb, Oklahoma, I met Becca Black, owner and operator of the Ravine Adventure Park.
1: Yeah. I'm, it's funny because I'm actually kind of a ham, but you put a recording device in front of me and I clam up. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can hide it. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd probably be best. Yeah. Oh, like right now, you want me to introduce myself? Yeah, yeah, if, ah. if you don't
0: mind. just you know.
1: Hi, I'm Becca Black, and this is the Ravine Outdoor Adventure Park.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. That that'll work great. <laughs> this weekend, the Ravine will be hosting a Jeep or Treat which is a rather unique take on traditional trick-or-treating.
1: Yeah, so Halloween night from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., we are doing Jeep-or-Treat and Jeepers from all over Oklahoma will come dress their Jeeps up out here. We're going to have just half the park open, the easier half to walk. So even if you have a stroller, you can push a stroller out here and Jeepers will park over the whole 40 acres and your kids will get to pop from Jeep to Jeep and get some candy.
0: Becca said the event is open to the public, and if you're coming with a dressed-up vehicle to pass out candy, it's free to get in.
1: Anyone can come trick-or-treat. It happens to be free for Jeepers because they're going to be coming out here just to pass out candy. Right. So, and putting the effort into building a costume for their rig, which is pretty cool. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then anybody else is welcome to come trick-or-treat. It's $5. Uh, kids three and under are always free. Okay. So, it, yeah, open to the general public.
0: And despite the name, Becca says you don't have to have a Jeep to participate in the festivities.
1: I've seen a lot of confusion about is it just for Jeeps? Is it for everybody? It is for everybody. I even have some people that are coming out that have asked, you know, can my Subaru Outback dress up and come pass out candy? Oh my god, absolutely. Okay. If you want to dress your Civic up (laughs) just to come pass out candy, to have a place to do that, and this is going to be really cool. I mean, the kids have to hike to get to you. Yeah. Like, it's going to be pretty cool. It kind of seems like a little scary, just that. We don't yeah. even have to jump out and scare them. <laughs> just the hike is going to be scary. But yeah, if you want to dress your Civic up or whatever, your mom van, do it.
0: In the age of COVID-19, Becca said she hopes this outdoor, socially distanced event will provide an option for folks who are still unsure about fully reengaging with the community
1: all outdoors open air i mean we're talking about for, for halloween half the park is open so that's 40 acres right. of social distancing yeah. if that's your thing <laughs> so if you if you want to trick or treat but are still nervous about crowds like
0: this is the place this you can is do the it.
1: place to do it and you're not going from gross house to gross house right <laughs> so it's... it's one solid place and it's different than most trunk or treats are just in a parking lot yeah which is i mean if that's what you got fun that's great right. but to be able to go actually put the miles in between quote-unquote houses to, yeah to get your treats like that that's what we did as kids so
0: well and a lot I, of I'm that tra-
1: being gone now sucks
0: as an added bonus becca said the distance between jeeps would function almost as a scavenger hunt.
1: It'll almost be like a little Easter egg hunt because you won't know where all of the Jeeps are. Right. So, and some of the trails are really wooded to get to it. It's the easier trails, but still, you won't, you won't, when you pull up, you won't probably see a single Jeep when you pull up. You'll right. have to go find them. So, kind of a little adventure on its own.
0: If you're planning on attending, Becca said to grab a map, bring warm clothes, and make sure you have a flashlight.
1: Bring a flashlight for sure. Um, I'm sure Jeeps will have lights on. Some of them have lights. Play- cool stuff like that yeah. but it's spread so far out that bring a flashlight the trails are not lit they're easy to walk but they are not lit absolutely so so. absolutely bring a
0: flashlight if you've never been to the ravine it's hard to describe precisely it's a truly unique place moderately forested with several crisscrossing trails and a large ravine running through the property if you want to check out the park in advance of the cheaper treat The ravine will be open for most of the day on Halloween.
1: It'll be open like normal during the day. Off-roading is going to stop around 4 p.m., so anybody that's out here with a side-by-side or four-wheeler engines off by 4, so then Jeepers can start finding their places and get set up.
0: Even if you can't make the Jeep retreat, check out the ravine if you get the chance. Becca said her goal is to give people a place to hang out and just have a good time.
1: I mean, we're... We're not the biggest park out there, for sure. We're not the biggest off-road park. A lot of the state parks, I mean, just squash us in size and sheer mileage that you can cover, either hiking or riding your bike or four-wheeling, whatever. But we are the coolest. We are the coolest. (laughs) Alcohol, MMJ is allowed. Families, I mean, they have a blast out here. We've got loads of little picnic areas and stuff. Um, A lot of the bigger parks, they don't have places for you to just hang out during the day. You have to kind of tailgate. So, I mean, there are 10 hammocks. Go find a hammock and crash out for three hours while your family hikes and grill and, you know, make a real day of it. Plus, we're really close to the city still. Yeah. So, and it's woman owned, woman run. My daughter runs it with me. Um, Yeah, we're just kind of, we're kind of a weird deal. I like it. I like it too. (laughs) Thanks.
0: Uh. Well, Becca, thank you so much for speaking to me for the, the show today. And thank we, you, Alex. We, we look forward to, to hearing more about your Jeep or Thank you. If you're planning to enjoy a more traditional Halloween this year, you may have questions about how to go about it safely. Now, clearly, there's no silver bullet answer here. And any interaction you have with people outside of your immediate bubble poses some risk. But fortunately, there are ways to mitigate those risks, even if we can't eliminate them completely. I reached out to the Pottawatomie County Health Department to learn about the best practices for Halloween, and they got me in touch with Sarah King.
2: So my name is Sarah King, and I work at the county level for the State Department of Health. So I cover District Six County Health Departments, which includes Grady McLean, Cleveland, Pottawatomie Seminole and Hughes, and my regular uh, job and responsibilities is as the community health education and planning lead, but then I also am our I'm our PIO during our COVID response.
0: Sarah, who I spoke to via Zoom call on Sunday, said the first thing to keep in mind is that ordinary guidelines for this pandemic are still very much in place.
2: Right. So the basic recommendations are baseline of defense. Are those three w's watch your distance wear your mask and wash your hands those are really you know throughout the year throughout as we go into the holiday season those are going to be the three things that are going to help protect you and your loved ones the
0: the best my conversation with sarah was broadly focused into two main categories going trick-or-treating and receiving trick-or-treaters so
2: first you know, the fun part about Halloween is that your costume can be your costume wherever you are and whomever you're with. So, you know, that's one thing to remember is that, you know, with a lot of the other holidays that we're looking at, it's, they're going to change because of the family that we're around. But luckily Halloween is offering us a little bit of a reprieve in that we can kind of still have fun. We really just need to be careful, you know, what, what we surround ourselves with in that fun. So when we think about trick-or-treaters, it's really important that, you know. families or kids or trick-or-treating with with you know we'd really recommend groups of no more than 10 if Mm -hmm. that um and preferably people who you know often see each other who are maybe in little quarantine bubbles or who are regularly seeing only each other or with family units so trying to keep it as um centered to your normal family who you normally see as much as possible Um, and then that way you can kind of keep track of what everybody's activity is outside of this one trick-or-treating uh experience. The other side to the trick-or-treaters, we would still recommend that that they incorporate a mask into their costume somehow, that, you know, if they're wearing these gloves, as they're picking up candy, that's that's only gonna be helpful. And this is a great opportunity to to utilize some of those extra costume um, you know, gloves that you have laying around or those that Crazy mask that you've got, so um, you know that doesn't necessarily subplant. We wouldn't recommend, you know, wearing a screen mask in your normal everyday lives as your as your COVID mask. But, you know, those are going to be simple things that, if they're incorporated into the costume, can continue help helping prevent, you know, the spread or becoming infectious with COVID.
0: Another thing for families to remember is that being outdoors does not eliminate the need for additional safety precautions.
2: The outdoor element is a little bit trickier with Halloween because, you know, typically when we've talked about COVID, we've said outdoor activity is great. The thing you want to remember is that as as the weather gets cooler and you have people out and about and more in a concentrated area, there's still spread of that droplet. You know, it may not live as long as it does inside, um, but that's kind of where you know, when you think about trick or treating and you think about having trick or treaters, when you're running around in packs outside, that's still where we would recommend wearing a
0: mask. Additionally, Sarah said there are a few items to bring with you that might not ordinarily be on your trick or treating list.
2: Uh, yes, yeah, so really, kind of looking at hand sanitizer as you're running running along, um, any kind of tissues that you could use to wipe off surfaces, or you know those hand sanitizing towels that. That you could use to kind of wipe off candy bars as you're getting them, or you know, wipe off surfaces as you're touching them, Um, and then yeah, including those masks. That's that's those are just some extra things that you can kind of tag along with.
0: On the other side of this, of course, are the folks handing out the candy.
2: Yes, so you know, I'm hearing a lot of different creative options. So um, some suggestions have been preparing goodie bags for grab and go trick or treating, so that way you don't have kids just digging their hands. Um, in a whole bucket and you can just kind of give set out specific goodie bags. The other thing is maybe encouraging kids to ring the doorbell and say hello, show their costumes, but then having a different method for candy delivery. So whether that's, you know, you have it set outside or I've heard a lot of from people who are getting, I'm not sure if you've heard of them, Alex, but the tube that can go from your door to kind of the bottom of your porch and people are sliding down you know, full-size candy bars through those tubes and kids just have to put their their uh, bags up against it and it kind of just I, drops down. So I was going to ask uh, you about
0: that. I'd seen that on Facebook. I thought that was a really yeah, clever idea.
2: Yeah, I had some friends just say that they had commissioned somebody in Oklahoma City to build one for their porch and, and that they were getting the full size. And so I was like, they are going to be that house in the neighborhood, you know? <laughs> so uh, everybody's going to try to hunt them down. But you know, just re- really thinking creatively about how can you maintain your distance while making this, you know, still fun and, and having kids be able to show off their costumes.
0: And of course, there are ways to enjoy Halloween without the traditional trick-or-treating element at all.
2: There are other options if you want to make kind of an event type thing for the kids in your neighborhood, doing something more like a Halloween scavenger hunt, where, um, you know, kids are looking for things with the households or outside of the house instead of just going for the candy. So changing up the element of what the exchange is, and then maybe just having one thing at the end where they get kind of a bucket of candy um that's an option uh or just you know turning in halloween night into something different with a movie and then having a little bit of candy on the side so there's some there's some different options for the trick or treating side and then there's you know just some evolution that you can take with the with the night in general
0: obviously halloween parties have long been a tradition for adults and older kids but sarah said the proposition of a large party is a lot less advisable this year. and there there is one final element of this that I'd like to talk with you about um, mm-hmm. it, which is Halloween parties. Uh, older kids, adults, you know it's a it's a pretty popular pastime.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what's the are, are there any recommendations uh, other than don't? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know it, it would where we are right now with our numbers in the state and the level of spread that we have with community spread, um, we would really recommend that if you're going to take the steps to try to have a Halloween party, you would really keep it down to people that you're seeing regularly, ideally people that live in your household or are of close proximity, um, or and that you kind of can implement some digital measures, you know, having a Zoom party with other family units that you can kind of all hang out together and, you know, do a virtual party. Um, so it's, it really, where we are, you know, there's some guidance within the uh, guidance from the State Department of Health that sort of levels it by county alert, so that yeah. those color coding. Um, and really, where we are is that we would have we would advise avoiding indoor parties, indoor gatherings of large numbers, at this point for sure. Um, but again, using that as an opportunity to think creatively of how do we get this connection um, without you know, as much risk as what a normal Halloween party would offer.
0: Right. Well, and, you know, maybe this is, uh, maybe this is an opportunity for the older kids to to get back into trick-or-treating for a year. Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely the the counter to this is that, you know, there may not be as many options for adults and just adults or kids and just kids, but keeping it really within the family unit and allowing everybody to kind of be a part of, maybe what you would normally do with, but just with reduced numbers, you know, keeping your guest list really tight um, and, and kind of making it more of a family affair together.
0: Near the end of our conversation, Sarah wanted to remind everyone that the additional precautionary measures needed to make the holiday a success don't stop once Halloween is over. Sarah, before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything you think it's important for people to know before they get out there and enjoy the holiday?
2: You know, just one thing that we would add is that if you are in situations where, you know, after Halloween, you think, oh, you know, we went trick-or-treating, but dad of this other family that we were close to really had a terrible cough or didn't seem like he was doing great, um, or you feel like maybe you were in a situation that wasn't as safe as what, you know, you, would, you think would be appropriate, we mm-hmm. would recommend that people monitor themselves for symptoms, seek out testing if any start showing up. Um, just to really, you know, maintain a level of safety kind of in that second tier of prevention to if, if anybody comes in contact with the virus, then that way we can we can uh, control the spread a little bit better. So just kind of reminding everyone that testing is available out there. Um, the Pott County Health Department offers free testing through ME Labs. And so that's a, it's an easy portal that you can go and sign up on for testing. And then that way you can really know whether or not you're infectious and then be able to keep your family safe from that point on.
0: Absolutely. And and Sarah, thanks again so much for joining us on a Sunday. We really appreciate yeah, it.
2: Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm excited for I'm excited for Halloween. And I hope everybody else is excited for Halloween. I don't quite have any plans or costume yet, but we're gonna think it through this week and hopefully take some of this guidance into consideration and and still have a fun Saturday night.
0: And with Sarah's advice, we hope you will all have a fun and safe. Halloween night as well. Before we let you go, here are a few other events to consider for this Halloween weekend. First up, our friends at Theopolis Social Club will be holding a Halloween celebration on the 30th. That event, called Eat, Drink, and Be Scary at Theopolis, begins at 7 p.m and will feature a costume contest. Another guest from a previous episode, Sunshine Shelley's Pumpkin Patch, will be open this weekend depending on the weather. As long as it's not too muddy, management said their haunted corn maze should be operational on Halloween night. And then, on Halloween, there are a couple of trunk or treats scheduled for the afternoon. One, at Restoration PCG, starts at 6 p.m. and lasts until 8 Another, at Wallace Avenue Baptist, starts at 5 p.m. and ends at 7. That's all the time we have for this week, but tune in next week for more. If you like the show, be sure to tell a friend and follow us on social media. If you love the show and have a couple minutes, leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We always appreciate your feedback, no matter where we find it but leaving us a review on iTunes specifically can be a great way to help new listeners find the show. Thanks again for tuning in. And from all of us here at the County and Sun, have a very happy Halloween.